Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, Katie, and I'm so excited you're here. I've been trying to get you here for the longest time, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm glad we're finally doing this. Um, Why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Hello, my name is Katie Ann Russell. I am a registered nurse, been an ER nurse um, to be exact since 2006. So I graduated from American International College in May of 2006, went straight into the ER um, August 2006 of that year. Uh, For the last five years, I've been a travel ER nurse. So I've been to New Mexico, I've been to D.C., I've been to Rhode Island, I've been to Plymouth, I've been uh, a few other places traveling. Um, Traveling overall is my passion, nursing is my passion, so I combine the both, so why not travel for work and explore the world at the same time? Yeah, and that's the beauty of nursing, you can do so many things, Um, and Katie and I met in the ER, we both worked in the ER together, that's where I think... I was working there and then you came in as a new grad, right? Yeah. 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 So (laughs) travel nursing during a pandemic, how has that been? Because, you know, everyone talks about the frontline workers. I mean, you were truly frontline ER, right? You don't know what's coming in. Right. Uh, It definitely has been stressful. Um, As ER nurses, we would say the ER was ground zero because everyone came through the ER and um, they obviously went to whatever unit um, from there. Uh, at the beginning, not knowing what COVID was, it definitely took a toll on me emotionally. At that time, I was at Cape Cod Hospital. So I was out there by myself, my family, loved ones, a couple hours away. Um, so not being able to see them um, definitely was heartbreaking. Um, so. We, we coped with it the best that we could. Um, right now, we are still seeing COVID cases, but um, it's not as bad as it was before. I'm not going to get into the whole vaccine and being vaccinated. That's everybody's choice and their opinion. So I'm not here to discuss vaccination. I'm just saying the cases definitely aren't as um, severe, so to speak, as they were in the beginning. Yeah. And where do you think our profession is now in terms of the pandemic? We're still in the pandemic. I know when, you know, the pandemic first hit, we didn't know a lot. So yes, stress levels were high, but, you know, like yourself, you still showed up, right? Because you said at the beginning, your passion is nursing and traveling. So you stayed true to that. Right. So getting through, quote unquote, all of that and where we are now, Um, How do you think nurses are doing, or or should I ask, how are you doing in in terms of just where you are now? Do do you feel like you fully recovered or caught up from that whole experience? 
I don't think you'll really fully recover from it because what we've seen in the ER, what we saw on other nurses, what they've seen in the ICU med surge, it it definitely um, it takes a toll on you. It's emotionally draining, physically draining. Um, so I don't think I've caught up from it. Um, I've just learned to cope um, better. I have a excellent support system. So if I needed to vent um, about something, I can easily call somebody. I can call my parents. I can call my pastor. I can call my best friend. I can call my sorority sisters. Um, I have a good support system. Um, unfortunately, um, we're seeing a lot of nurses are leaving the fields because of burnout and not feeling appreciated like um, we once were at the beginning. We were looked at as heroes, and now it's almost like nurses are easily replaced. And that um, the sh- there was always a shortage of nursing. Um, now the shortage is even greater, so that puts more stress on those of us that are left behind working in our different departments. Yeah, it's kind of like you know they gave us our capes when the pandemic hit. We were all over TV. And now they, they took the capes away. They, they, right. they put them in the back closet. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But you're so right. Uh, the profession, you know, we've suffered from stress, burnout. We suffered from the, the nursing shortage. And now we're in a nursing shortage crisis, which is, you know, definitely impacting society and the healthcare system. So, right. uh, yeah, it, it's it's really, really, really tough, uh, the position we're in now. Um, and I know a lot of nurses are, are leaving, but a lot of nurses are also starting their own business. Exactly. What are your thoughts on entrepreneurship, nurses starting their business? And what do you think is the motivating factor behind that? I'm all for it. Um, definitely. Um, the motivating factor is right now nurses are being let go because of decisions they have made. So Um, In order to secure themselves and their future and their family, they have to make some decisions. And um, being your own boss is a great decision. You go to work when you feel like it. You don't have anybody telling you, oh, you're being let go. Um, You won't have to wonder where the next paycheck is coming from or how your family is going to eat. So I I definitely support nurses being their own bosses 100%. And I think this pandemic was bittersweet, right? So we know the bitter part, but the sweet part is nurses have been able to tap into abilities and uh, strengths that they didn't even know they had. Like no one was thinking about starting their own business or right. getting a coach or, you know, managing their team. But it, it's so amazing to see nurses blossom right. in that sense. Uh, but we still obviously have to think about the healthcare system and, and the health of, you know, society. But um, it's so great to see and be in a room with nurses who are bosses, like nurse bosses, you know, like that's so cool. And I know you have um, also started a business called uh, Precious Memories Hospice Home Care. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what made you want to start that business in particular? So Precious Memories Hospice is like Wendy said, a home care agency, um, not necessarily, well, cater to hospice patients, but we um, also cater to individuals that just need basic help, whether it be um, assistance with their daily living, shopping, doctor's appointment. You don't necessarily have to be a hospice uh, patient to access our services. 
Um, in 2015, um, I lost both uh, paternal grandparents. My grandmother died uh, April and my grandfather died uh, November. They were married for just about seven, right under 70 years. So we knew if my grandmother was to go first, then we should start preparing for my grandfather. And that's pretty much um, what happened. In between that, um, that same year, my brother got into a very bad car accident. Uh, he was in a coma um, for a month. He was in rehab. He was doing well. And um, we were actually preparing um, to get him home. I was actually, um, I got approved by the state to start doing some renovations to my house to make it handicap accessible because I was planning on bringing my brother from rehab to live with us. And unfortunately, um, January 2017, we got a phone call um, that morning um, saying that they went to check on him and he wasn't breathing. So um, they did everything to bring him back and nothing helped. So, you know, that was obviously a challenging time. That's actually when I started travel nursing because that was my way of coping and my avenue of healing. Um, so last year, uh, while I was away in Florida with my pastor, her mom was actually diagnosed with cancer um, the ending of April. And I was actually able to go spend about a week um, with her mom, help her and everything. And I believe it was two days, the Friday before Mother's Day. So between diagnosis and death, um, it was about three weeks. Um, and being there and being able to help her and seeing how appreciative she was, that's when I said, maybe this is something that I can, you know, cap. I don't want to say capitalize on, but something that um, another avenue of nursing that I should explore. And I always knew I wanted to do something to um, for the memory of my grandparents and my brother. Precious memories, it just seemed like a, a perfect um, fit deal with people end of life. I didn't think that my brother was at his end of life, but um, he was. And I had taken some time off from work to, you know, care for him. I was back and forth to the rehab literally daily. I would sit with him um, for hours. So um, taking care of my brother, being there for my grandparents, this was just my way of honoring their memory. Amazing. Such an amazing way to honor their memory. And I love the name Precious uh, Memories because I think we forget that, right? In the midst of everything that's going on, we forget to create those memories. I call them golden moments. Right. No, we have to definitely create golden moments. And I also think it's interesting that you are an ER nurse, so acute, right? And then you sure. open a hospice home care, which is like on the other side of things. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, and, 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 you know, being a hospice nurse myself, I, I was in hospice for a few years. Um, it's such an honor to be in a family's life during that time. Uh, so I think what you're doing is, is wonderful and admirable. And it's a service that's needed because home care, <laughs> when you have someone on hospice, home care is, is hard on patients. And even for me, my aunt was on hospice and um, I watched her sisters move from sisters to caregivers and needed so much assistance. Despite being on hospice, they could have definitely used your services because hospice services don't fill all the gaps. 
Right. I think what you're doing really fills that need for uh, families. Um, so what kind of things do you do here that kind of differentiate you from, I guess, like traditional like hospice home care? Do you do like any education? Do you do, do you have, what, what kind of services, I guess, do, do you provide for families? All right. So from the beginning, I obviously introduced myself to the family. I personally will be the one um, to go out to sit with each individual family to find out what their needs are. And uh, the care will be um, personalized to that particular patient. Um, I'll find out, obviously, if they're going on vacation, if they need somebody to go with them um, to help care for that family member, I would provide that service. Um, also, unfortunately, with hospice comes the conversation of death. Um, so um, I have somebody on staff that will help with um, that planning to help uh, ease the stress on the family so that when that transition does happen, everything has already been in place. Um, coming eventually will be uh, music therapy and massage therapy. So I have those two individuals um, ready speaking with them um, to come on board whenever um, a family requests that they just want somebody to come in and play some music for them for a couple of hours or an hour. And I have a massage therapist that's willing to do house visits. So it's all about the patient. Yeah, that's amazing. It sounds very holistic, which is is so needed, um, you know, during this time. It's about the patient, the families. And I love you said what you said about vacations, because it made me think that, you know, someone who's dying may want to travel somewhere, right? And the family may just not know. And that could be a deciding factor. You can really be the solution to that problem and help them make that decision to say, hey, I have someone to go with you. You don't have to worry about it, right? You guys can just go and really create those precious memories. Right. Which I think is amazing. And and I know you're in Connecticut. Do you service um, any other states within the nation or is it just Connecticut for now? Right now, I'm starting off with Connecticut, um, getting building up the business, and then eventually I'll be spreading out to neighboring states like Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, but right now, Connecticut. Okay. Do you offer any uh, telehealth services? Because I can even see people calling in with questions, you know, maybe a service, you know, where families can just call in and say, hey, I have a question, right? Like like a triage system. Is that something you're considering? Or do you have it now? Or are you considering it for the future? Definitely considering it for the future. But for right now, I'll tell any um, family member, my phone number, my phone never turns off. Um, even now, my parents will call me two, three o'clock in the morning, um, especially my mother, um, just to say hi, because they're retired and she's not sleeping. Um, so my my phone will be my number will be accessible um 24/7 um and if there's whenever i bring on um other nurses um will be rotating but there will always be somebody um that will be able to speak to you even if it's 2 o'clock in the morning if you want if you want to know should you go to the hospital or if you should call the doctor um definitely be there to 
give you some advice. No, this is great. And um, are you working or in the process of working with healthcare institutions as a consultant or home care institution? If someone's listening and they want to um, possibly collaborate with you, is that something you're open to? Oh, definitely. Definitely open to collaboration because there's no I. I tell people there's no I in team. Um, I can't do it all. So it will be definitely helpful to have somebody on team that I can um, tackle this with. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners, you know, they're in the healthcare system. And I think what Kadian offers um, would really benefit your population because, you know, being a nurse myself, I remember being in, in healthcare and you're trying to get home care for someone and you just, you hit a wall, right? right. That's when I think your number would be so valuable to say, hey, you can call this person and they'll help you through, you know, so many times you have to send patients home without an answer, you know, right. with them worried and you what you're offering is just really that solution. So if you're listening to this and you are in healthcare in a clinical setting, um, I think this is something you should definitely bring back to your institution as a possible solution for the patients and families you serve. Because um, I know people run into that, especially now with COVID. And, and like we said, the nursing shortage, it's not a lot of nurses to go around, even in home care, right. even in hospice care. So this is definitely a great solution. Um, Katie, and how can people get in contact with you if they have more questions? So my phone number is 860-595-7585. Um, my email is Precious Memories Hospice at gmail.com, or you can also go on to the website, preciousmemoriescare.com and fill out a contact us form and it will come directly to me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And do you offer any um, presentations? Like if an institution wanted you to come in and kind of present your services, uh, you know, do, do you offer anything like that? Yeah, I would, I'm willing to do presentations. You, you Wendy, know I'm not... <laughs> I'm not big on public speaking, but when I need to, I'll deliver. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, because I can see you going in and do lunch and learn just to kind of talk about the business and the benefits of it. I, I think it, I could just see this like really blowing up um, more because it's already blown. Um, but yeah, I think this is such a, a great service. And Katie, and before we go, can I do a rapid fire with you? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So let me know the first thing that comes to your mind uh, to answer the question or finish the statement. Okay. Wellness means? Taking care of me first. I know I'm stressed when? I start biting my fingernails. <laughs> my go-to stress management solution is? Watching Netflix. One thing I would tell an aspiring nurse about entering the nursing profession is? It's going to get hard. You're going to have those stressful days, those stressful shifts. But if your heart is truly into it, don't give up. One thing you learned about yourself during this pandemic is? I'm, strong. I'm stronger than I thought I was. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Got to tap into things you didn't even know you had. <laughs> And when was the last time you had a belly laugh? Last time was a couple of weeks ago um, when I went bowling with a few of my sorority sisters. 
yeah, that was a good outing. And you keep mentioning sorority. Some of them may be listening. Come on, <laughs> let them know who you are. <laughs> Shout out to my sorors of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Yes, awesome. All right, Katie. So is there anything you would like to say to our listeners before we close this interview? Um, I'm available. Um, I'm giving this 110%. If you have any questions, any concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I'm at your service. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for Thanks. all that you're doing in the ER, all that you're doing, you know, in hospice home care. You're so needed. And thank you for your service. Ada, thanks, Wendy. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.